It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, welcome everyone. It's Josephine here, and I'm so happy to have you listening to our great show today. We have a wonderful guest, and uh, you're going to learn, trust me, you're going to learn a lot from our guest today. He is a true business expert who's going to help us really understand our numbers when it comes to our business. He might even throw in some information about our personal finances and how we can bring it all together under one really good plan. So with that, let's start our show off with the business tip of the week. So I was talking to my wonderful producer, Casey, and we were talking about the business tip of the week. And um, this is going to be um, a combined effort this week. So the business tip of the week from me and Casey combined is if you are doing something in your business and you realize that it just did not work for one reason or another, you've got to learn from your mistake. And it's so very, very important not to make that mistake twice. You know, so many times throughout my business when I was working with my Glovies, I have to tell you, I made so many mistakes with my first product. I'd take my head and want to hit it up against the wall. And, you know, the first time I made the mistake, I did not feel that way. But when I made the same mistake twice, that's when I was banging my head up against the wall. So that is my business tip of the week for you. If you make a mistake once, you know, don't beat yourself up, but whatever you do, try not to make that same mistake twice. Okay, with that, I cannot wait to introduce my guest today. My guest today is Christopher Whalen, and um, Christopher has been his the owner and managing partner of Cohen and Whalen, which is an LLC, a certified public accounting and business advisory firm for over 20 years. Um, for individuals and businesses, his firm provides a full range of income tax, accounting, collaborative law, and advisory services. This includes research, planning, and compliance for individuals, businesses, both for profit and nonprofit, candidates running for public office, and estates and trusts. So, I am so happy to welcome Christopher Welling to Paying It Forward. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Josephine. Good morning to your listeners. Well, thank you so much for being a part of Paying It Forward. I'm so excited that you're, a, you're our guest. Well, I'm a big fan, so it's, a, it's an honor to be here actually as a guest on your show. All right, wonderful. So, Chris, you know, we're in the month of November, 
And here I spent my day yesterday creating budgets because I am determined to be super organized and work on getting everything in order so that I can start the year off with my budget in place. And I want to have a good sense of my numbers now so that I can work on my numbers for next year. So that's why I thought you would be like the absolute perfect guest for my show. So before we get started, um, let's talk about the importance of entity selection. You know, Mm. Chris, how does one decide if they should incorporate or if they should become an LLC or any of the other types of entities? Well, this is the, the, one of the most common questions I get every day, and there's a lot of misinformation out there. First of all, if you, if you create a corporation or create an LLC, they, they both do provide the same level of, of, of liability protection, which is one of the reasons why you, you pay the extra expense to form them. Um, so I urge everyone to have some form of, of liability protection. Usually an LLC for a small business has several advantages, if I can just take a moment and, and discuss that. Sure. Within a, corp- within a corporation, the only ways to get money out of a corporation are through dividends or through wages being paid. And so that necessitates a small business owner who is an S corp or a C corp to actually run payroll, usually through a payroll service, which is very expensive. Um, an LLC, though, the owners would, are treated as self-employed people, and there's no need to run payroll. You actually take money out as a draw, and you pay estimated taxes on the money that you take. So also in terms of insurance, quite often when you're a corporation in some states, including New Jersey, you have to have workers' compensation on the owners, even if there is no payroll for them, whereas an LLC, mostly the owners are excluded from workers' compensation calculations, which is an incredible expense and incredible savings. So you really need to talk to someone to strategize correctly. There's a lot to these kind of decisions that can really impact your net cash flow and profit for a very long time. Well, that's great. I'm so glad that you went through that. And what I really love about your business after researching it and everything is that not only are you worried about the numbers and how the numbers all come together for your clients, but I love the fact that you help the clients strategize to come up with a strategy as to where they're going and how they can improve upon their business. And not a lot of businesses, I know when I had asked a lot of my friends who own their businesses as well, I said to them, does your CPA, does your accountant do this for you? And they said, no. So, I mean, it really, you're very rare. That's all I can say, Chris. (laughs) And your clients must be very lucky to have you. You know, it's almost like you're a partner with them. They would never let me retire. I'll tell you that no matter where (laughs) I went. So. (laughs) Well, that's, that's a good thing. That's wonderful. All right. So Chris, yep, go ahead. Well, just one thing is about goal setting. We're talking about a lot of CPAs do crunch numbers. They do calculate taxes, and, and that's a great function. But as a business owner myself, you really want to take your enterprise and use it for long-term family planning, I say. I'm, I'm looking to really come up with long-term goals because 
we, we can't, people are taking steps every day, especially at, in home-based businesses, um, and I don't, they, they're, they're on a path they're not even sure. So we really need to take some time and do some planning to have a real strategic goal in mind, and that allows me to help clients to question every step. Can you, that's, that's where we should be every day. Um, I can't just be working client to client, invoice to invoice. Um, should I be going in certain directions? Should I be marketing in certain places? What is my long-term goal to use this business as a resource of wealth building for my family? This is great. So because you do that for yourself, that's why you're probably so great at applying that to your customers and getting your customers to think in the same long-term planning phase, which is so important. You're so right. So, all right, Chris, let's talk a little bit about the daily operations and bookkeeping. What kind of helpful tips do you have for um, small business owners out there? Number one, please keep up on, please keep up on the bookkeeping, whether you do it yourself or have someone else. It's so easy for business owners to ignore things that don't immediately make them money, and that's that especially is doing their bookkeeping. But we, we, we need to keep up with it um, on a monthly basis. One, one thing I want to interject, it's very important for people to get copies of their canceled checks. You'll see on my website in my memo section, canceled checks have been disappearing, but they are the main type of evidence the IRS wants when you have an expense, if they ever examine you. So the, the tips would be we want to make sure that we have the bookkeeping done every month. You can't do everything yourself. There are... We have, there are college interns that are very inexpensive, accounting majors that I have clients take in just to come in once a month for four or five hours, help you organize, help you put things in QuickBooks, and then they interface with me on a quarterly basis sometimes and sometimes monthly. So keeping up with it diligently, every time you get your bank statement, the first of the month, go online, download it, make sure then that we're putting this information into a system. Of course, you can email me on my website. I have plenty of information and direction I give for free as to all your different options and how to not be overwhelmed. I know it's totally overwhelming, and there's no need to be overwhelmed because I'm here. I can really tell you how to do it. Well, I, I'm amazed. I'm honest to God. I've been in business for years, and um, there are a lot of accountants out there who say that they are there, but I know that you are there for your customers, which is just really great. Let's go back to the idea um, that you were saying about the college interns. You know what? You're so right. What does it take to really hire somebody from four to five hours? It's just hard, I think, sometimes, Chris, with um, business owners who are control freaks, but I think that's something that they really should just give up. It's more important well, to have this, your this, stuff this, done this on a timely my, basis as basic, opposed to not having Chris it done Lawrence, at all. Basic Entrepreneurship 101, if I taught a class, one master class on anything that's important, is entrepreneurs have to learn to delegate, delegate the clerical. Very significant. If, I just, if you listen to nothing else listeners today, if, if anything doesn't immediately make you money directly, please consider having someone else do it if you can. So that includes your bookkeeping, not your billing. I know that's personal and detailed often, but anything that is clerical in nature, you should not be doing it. Your time is much better spent engaging customers, dealing with marketing, bringing in new business. 
that's where your strength is as a small entrepreneur. So keep that in your mind. Everything you're doing, I, I, I know, self-observe this week. Are you doing things that I could pay someone a very small amount of money to do a clerical redundant task so it frees me up to actually bring in more business? Yeah, this is great. We're coming up on our first break already. Wow, this is a ton of information and it's all great stuff. But um, when we come back, I can't wait to hear more about maybe some more daily operations tips on how we can just keep our business running smoothly. So um, everyone hang on. We will be back very shortly. We have Chris Whalen with us, who's um, a CPA, and can't wait to give you some more accounting tips. So we'll be right back, everyone. Hang with us. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. This is Buzz Local Radio. We have three topics here, and we just added a fourth because we started talking about hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep, in a band. He's in a band. We both had guitars, so I went over to his house Christmas Day. That so day. We had to start a band. And uh, I think we wrote four or five that songs feeling. that afternoon. And Cannibalistic Fish was one of them. Cannibalistic Fish. I couldn't do the dreads. My mom would not Aww, let me wear my pants backwards sorry. to school either. That was wiggity, 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 wack. <laughs> Buzz Local Radio. Available for free download on toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I'm so excited to have Chris Whalen, a CPA, with us, giving us lots of helpful tips. Um, so my next question to you, Chris, is tell me about morning rituals. Are there any morning routines that a small business owner should follow in order to stay, keep on track as far as all their daily operations and bookkeeping goes? Definitely. Number one, prior to my day ending yesterday, I want to put, I I always have a fire list, meaning that I like to put out my fires first thing in the morning so I can get to my normal, you know, dedicated, focused work. So I urge my customers to, fires are very important, and why is that? Because 
clients expect you to do what you're doing. Clients expect me to do tax returns, for example, and they expect you to do it if it's perfect. You never really get an accolade. The moment, the greatest customer service moment you have is when a client's emotions are revoked that there's a problem. So what, putting that fire out becomes an immediate priority to me. I drop everything. So that's the first thing I do in the morning. I make sure, are there any fires from the day before that I need to get to before my 9 o'clock really starts, my 9 to 5 starts? Um, and also, you want to prioritize your, if you have staff working for you, you want to make sure that you, you have the right work ready for them. You, you really just want to be ready for the day um, and make sure that you can then execute that plan too many people are going moment to moment just trying to make things happen without any amount of deliberate thought. So that's the thing. Focus, relax. I meditate every morning. I meditate oh, wow. on my day. I meditate that's... on my list. So if you do that, it can make your day so much better. Okay. So you meditate every day for how long? Like how long I does do, it take? In the morning I do about 15 to 20 minutes of, of focused visualization and meditation, usually on a business topic. It's very, very helpful. Okay, so that sounds really interesting. 15 to 20 well, minutes a day. Let that me, sounds you know, great. Let me just explain why. You know, our, our entrepreneurial brains are more frenetic than any other people on the planet. So sleep, <laughs> I think we're all crazy, Chris, because we can't ta- turn off our brains. You know, right, it's but, the yeah, creative but, but mind meditate, that we can't turn when off. When you meditate, when you meditate it, 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 if you do it the right way, your brain does rest. It normalizes your brain electricity. It normalizes your brain chemistry. A lot of us entrepreneurs deplete our brain chemistry. So... I do it in the morning just to rest my brain, almost like getting ready for a prize fight the rest of the day. Wow, that's, it sounds great. I'm going to try it. I've always talked about doing it, but I haven't. So I think you are inspiring me to do it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. All right. So let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about just the regular cash flow issues that small business mm. owners have. What kind of tips do you have for us as far as that goes? Well, number one, you need to know what your real cash position is every day if you can. Very, and that's, if you don't know that, if you're not sure, then everything else is wrong. Most of your art planning, whether it's on paper, whether it's in our head consciously or subconsciously, is based on cash right? What we have, what we're getting. If, if we don't have a proper basis in cash, then all of our planning is 100% wrong. So know your cash position, know it very well, number one. Number two, we should regularly look at a 30 and 60, 90 day cash flow analysis. Now that might sound intimidating, but if you're keeping up with your bookkeeping on a daily, a monthly basis, at least a daily basis in QuickBooks, for example, there are great, great cash flow tools built into that that will give you this information. If you put in your payables, you put in your receivables, you have that like a college intern doing that once a week. On Monday morning, you could wake up with a beautiful management report, which I have my clients do with me. So cash is very important, keeping up with that. It's the most important thing. If cash is wrong, everything is wrong. Okay, that sounds really, really good. Now, you just mentioned QuickBooks. Is there any other kind of technology that we should be using? 
Well, and, and, and if I can get off the, the, book, the bookkeeping, we're, we need communication with clients is happening on so many different levels today. And okay. I do a lot of consulting, trying to get people to tighten up almost a command center. A lot of people are texting today often with customers. A lot of times they're using their phone for that. And that's not efficient as there are a lot of, there are a lot of browser-based applications that link directly to your phone that will let you type a text. So if you were to look at my browser uh, every day, I have five tabs that are set up just for my command center for communication. I can dial my phone from my browser directly. I can text people directly. I can pick and choose any type of communication that's the fastest for me and most effective. So I urge people to learn about that, to streamline that, because it's going to save time. I probably save an hour a day just, in, just from not fumbling with my phone uh, with my texting, um, with my texting regimen I have. Oh, this is wonderful. So do you want to share with us the name of that? Sure. I use, I use a program called Mighty Text, and that's on an Android phone. There are some for iPhones. Mighty Text is simply an app you would download on your phone, and you initialize it and, and accept, and you basically go to their website, and you log in with your Gmail account. It's Gmail-based. You don't have to use Gmail for your mail, but you need Gmail to do it, it's a free account, of course. And once you go to the website and log in, your, your full texting world on your phone is accessible directly on your screen. So imagine how fast you can type a text as opposed to as a, on your screen. So it gives you an interface. And if people were to write to me um, on my website, I will definitely get them all this information. Anyone could write to me at chriswhalencpa.com. We'll go over that at the end, I know. And you can ask yeah. me anything and everything regarding what I'm speaking about, and I'll, I'll honestly give you free direction to get you to a better place. Wonderful. Okay, that's great. So um, is there anything else you want to add about um, bookkeeping, Chris? Well, it's again, just it's, it's something that you need to do. Um, there, the, you don't need to buy QuickBooks. I mean, uh, there, there are other programs out there. I can't go into all of them right now. But w w why is it important? It's important that we not just do the bookkeeping, but I need to have that inf management information. So I need to look at budgets like you're talking about. I can like mm -hmm. compare this month to last month. But it's also for... Uh, long and short term firm, you know, business planning, resource management. There's so much that goes into analyzing your basic numbers that you need. If you don't have this done regularly, you're really putting yourself at a loss and you're really, you're really throwing punches in the dark often. So um, it's very important that you, this information is there. It's free. You have it. You need to use it to focus your efforts to make as much money and be competitive. Yeah, you know what's so funny? It's almost like a double-edged sword, which as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we're juggling so many balls that we say, oh, I don't have time to update my QuickBooks. Well, meanwhile, by not updating our QuickBooks, you know, perhaps we don't know where we stand minute to minute. And like you said, it's just kind of chasing your tail because you're unable to really make those long term or even short-term plans. Plus, it, plus it, it relieves anxiety. And this is very significant. You know, entrepreneurs carry on so much anxiety. We, if, when these things are done and, and, and in, in the books and the books are, are, are reconciled, it relieves an anxiety. People, the, the not knowing about cash positions, 
you know, it, it ruins people's day. It makes you less effective. Every minute that you spend making sure your cash is right and your books are up to date is going to come back to you a million fold. You have to, I, I try to teach entrepreneurs and people I coach that the most important thing is to eliminate anxiety and stressors so you can just focus on being an entrepreneur. So that's why I say you shouldn't be, just like you wouldn't do your own root canal, you shouldn't be doing your own QuickBooks. It's not what you do. I don't, I don't do my own QuickBooks. And I'm a, you know, I have people, because I delegate that. I don't need to put in my own check. So, again, it comes back to delegating the clerical. You need to have these things done, and you can't do everything yourself. So start with my, my, my tenant that if it doesn't immediately make you money, delegate it to someone that you can check their work. Okay. Okay, that sounds like a really good plan. Now, let's say... Hmm. I have so many questions for you. I don't know which one to ask first. Um, I love the question that you ask most of your clients. Where do you make the most money? You would think everybody just automatically knows that, but do you ask, you know, some clients that really don't know the answer to that? Um, they sometimes think they know, but they're wrong. And the quick example is an attorney. I, I did a consult with an attorney that a very large firm, older firm. And he called me and he wanted to know, you know, where does he, where does he make the most money? I said, well, I know you make the most money on your DUI, you know, because it's a $5,000 retainer on a credit card that day. So it's very important to know where I make the most money and do, mm -hmm. so I can focus my resources there. Remember, people get emotionally attached to things they do. Now, I might make candy and I might sell gift boxes of candy, whereas... I like my chocolates, but my licorice might be the, making me the most money. So people have to take the emotion out of this analysis because people are married to certain things that they do, and they are emotionally invested. So some people might make more money cutting grass, but they really love to put in bushes. But cutting the grass is going to make you more money over time. So it's just about being objective and really taking a look at every item, every profit center, and really understanding am I, how much am I making for the efforts personally and financially and from human resources that I'm putting into this. It's a very significant discussion. No one else talks about it. And yeah. it, it really helps my clients a lot. And you're so right. I have to tell you, recently I interviewed Kathleen King, who was the owner of Tate's Bake Shop. And... Um, hugely successful entrepreneur and you know her story was amazing but um you know it's a you know my listeners have probably heard the interview and everything but the story goes that she had her first business and unfortunately like her partners stole the business away from her and she had to start from scratch and she said that the reason why her second business was able to sell for $100 million. Can you imagine that, Chris? Mm, the yeah. reason why was because the second time around, she took the emotion out of the business. And that is the key. So you're so, so right. But with that, we're coming up on a break right now. Um, everyone stay with us. Chris Wallen is full of information regarding um, how to keep our business running smooth, knowing our numbers. And stay with us, everyone, and we'll be right back. We'll be
be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Then join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget on Toginet Wednesday nights, 9, 8 central. Do you want to recreate a truly connected relationship or wonder, how do I tell my kids about things? Join Lou Paget, one of the world's best-selling authors in the field of sexuality, a certified sex educator and sought-after expert for all media and her renowned expert guests as they discuss anything and everything about sex that impacts our lives and our families' lives. For more on Lou, check out her website, loupaget.com. This is the show where the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health can finally give you the answer to that question. Join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget, Wednesday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I'm so excited that we have Chris Whalen with us, who's a CPA. So, Chris, um, in this segment, let's talk a little bit about the home business. Um, what kind of helpful advice do you have as far as deductions or, you know, I'm always afraid to take a deduction for my home business because you know, I, I was always told, be careful with any of your deductions because the red flag goes up and you can be audited. How true is that? Well, it's, it's, that's really not true at all. There was, there was a time the IRS, they do have certain years where they do look at certain things, almost like a test, and that might have happened 12 years ago. But, but the rule of bad expenses in general is if you have a legitimate expense, then you take it. You know, there's no reason to be intimidated by any possible audit. I mean, my clients are on the up and up. If you, if you have a legitimate expense, take it. With regard to the home office, there is so much fear out there and, and misinformation. So if you have a dedicated, dedicated space in your home or a place of, of residence um, that you're using exclusively for business, then please you can take corresponding home office deduction there on your tax return. There are the IRS instituted a new law last year where they made a safe harbor 
type of deduction where it is not as much detail where you can take a certain amount per square foot that some people have chosen to do also. Um, but on my website, I, I can send you uh, great worksheets to figure out what your home office deduction is. So, for example, there are blended expenses at home. You have utilities. You have maintenance on the house, inside and outside, that are going to be based on taking a part of that per your square footage. So it can be done right. I have very clear instructions. Um, don't be nervous about it. Um, it's very easy to get to the right and correct answer. And, you know, it's going to save you. There's, there's so much money that's not deducted and people are, are putting, are giving the government so much money unnecessarily. And I care so much about every penny of my clients. Believe me, I, I won't let them leave any money on the table like that. Wow. It sounds like you are truly passionate about what you do, Chris. So I, care more than I hear you laughing. I think that's great. <laughs> You're so funny. So, all right. So tell us about minority ownership. I mean, a lot of my listeners are women business owners, including myself. What have you got to teach me? Because I just know when we talked prior to today's show, you know, you were explaining how important it is that we go after government money. And... It sounds great, but it sounds so overwhelming and complicated. Is it really that hard, Chris? No, no, it's really not that hard. And not, not every business owner might have a service or a product that uh, a, government, a local, state, or federal government could use, but many can. And it's just a matter of going to certain websites, which, have, again, if you email me again, you'll have my information in the end. You tell me the state you're in, I could easily get you in the direction of, of where you could go to start to look at these opportunities. Um, the other thing about minority-owned business, especially a woman-owned business, is that sometimes they, they hesitate because they feel that, oh, if they're a woman-owned business and it's in a, a traditionally male-focused business, um, that they, they might not have an equal opportunity. And I'll, I'll tell you, in my 27 years' experience of dealing with taxes and business, I have, I have never seen that happen. And... All I can tell everyone is that if, you know, be the best at what you do and deliver and people would not care at all your gender. So I urge women, it's, they're very much needed, uh, the, 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 a, a feminine or female psychology, which is different than a male psychology, is so beneficial in so many, so many different areas. I mean, I, I deal with many, many women. I think probably um, I sort of specialize in, I'd say, I think 40% of my entrepreneurial clients are women-owned. Oh, wow. Um, so, right, there's just, yeah, there, there's so much opportunity for minority-owned business, like I said, and I think we should write to me, and I'll, I'll definitely give you as much information as I can. Okay, this sounds wonderful. So, Chris, um, let's see what our next topic should be here. Um, you know, on your website, you talk about commercial loans, what would you like to share with us about commercial loans? How difficult is it really to get one? Well, it's don't forget that today, especially since 2008 and the crash, that underwriting has gotten extremely strict. It's starting to open up a little bit. So you, you have to realize that banks are going to want some kind of, some kind of collateral today, um, there are some good SBA, people know SBA loans that we should look into. So um, commercial loans, like I said, are, are very strict. 
it's very hard to get something without a tremendous amount of collateral and also, um, you know, a cash flow projection for that money. So, but don't forget that small business owners sometimes do have equity in their house. Uh, you don't have to have a commercial loan. Sometimes pulling out some equity in your house and uh, getting a line, an equity line of credit is one of the first places I ask people to go uh, because it's the cheapest money, cheapest rate, cheapest financing costs up front. Um, and, of course, we can expense it. That's another mistake people make. Listen, if I get a line of credit on my house but I'm using it for a business purpose, I can take that interest as a deduction. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I'm actually doing that. Right. So it doesn't matter. Uh, like a quick example is this. I have a client who had bad credit. He's a landscaper. He needed three trucks. Now, he couldn't buy them, but his mother did. His mother bought them, but of course, he's using them in his business, and he can expense them. The ownership is not necessarily that important. The important thing is the business use, right? I have a lot of people have their okay. cell phones in their personal name. But of course, we're expensing the business portion on their on. So it's very important to understand these kind of things. And people, they don't go for an equity line of credit thinking they can't use it for a business. But of course, you can. Wow, I can't believe that. You just taught me something. So the interest on a home equity line, as long as the funds are used for business purposes, is a complete tax write-off. Right, and, and, and let me make a quick analogy. Right, all you're doing, I know it's in your personal name, but it's like anything else. Let's say you went to Staples today and you bought $100 of, of office supplies. Well, and you used your personal credit card. Of course, you're, you're, all you did was pay an expense on behalf of the business, right? And you, and you would reimburse Correct. yourself. So the same thing here. The, the, equity, the equity interest is simply something that you're personally paying on behalf of the company. You only have that equity line for the business. So, of course, just like the office supplies paid personally, I can take the equity interest, the equity line interest personally. It's where you know, I'm using the money for business. In, in essence, you've taken a loan and you've given it to the company. And, of course, the, the corresponding expense or interest in this case, of course, is, is a business expense. Okay, this is great. So, Chris, that brings me to the question, how important is it to keep the business expenses separate from the personal expenses? Um, it's incredibly important. Even if you're a sole proprietor, I urge people to just get another, you know, another checking account, a simple one in your name, whether it's a DBA or not, and, of course, run all business things through that one, one account. Also, for clients that have payroll, I urge everyone to always have a separate payroll account. It's very okay. important that we simply are debiting money once or twice a month into a zero balance account, a payroll account every month. Okay, so that we, sounds we great. But in like the case under, under that exam- we were... I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go finish, ahead. Chris. Well, the reason why you want to separate is that is that it, let's say you're examined by the IRS for some, for some reason. Well... The quicker that we can give them a real clear snapshot of bank statements that are business-related, our, our monthly write-up that we know now we're going to keep up on, um, then it makes that go much smoother. So you want to segregate it out for that main reason, is if you're looked at, I, can, I don't have to commingle personal records. And imagine you have business expenses all your personal. If the IRS comes in, one of the first things they're going to want to look at are bank statements. And if you have a business expense and personal, they're going to see everything. I know you do nothing wrong, but there's no reason to show them your full personal life as well as your business life. Okay. But in those cases where sometimes, you know, I have my business credit card, I have my American Express business card and my personal account. 
And if for whatever reason I don't have my business account with me and I throw it on my personal account or my business account and I have personal expenses, what I do, Chris, is I just create an Excel spreadsheet for the year. And any expenses that are personal or vice versa, I just put it, you know, create that Excel spreadsheet and attach the receipts on it. Do you think that would be adequate enough? Is that a good way to just, just for the miscellaneous stuff that happens to end up on each account? Yes. And if you, yes, if you can do a spreadsheet, that's great. A lot of my clients will keep a manila envelope with a month on it, April, 2014, and anything that's not running through the business account, they'll, they will put the information there. At least they're keeping it together, and they'll, they'll have someone else tabulate it. And, if, you know, again, this is something clerical that you should not necessarily be doing it yourself. You should say, here, here's my month's worth of non-business, uh, of things paid personally, not through the business account, and they can do that for you. Okay. So once you create that Excel spreadsheet with all of your personal expenses, you can more or less throw away all those receipts, right? Chris? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) Oh, absolutely not. Like, you know, I'm just talking like the personal expenses, like your grocery bills and things like that. Oh, oh, yes. No. And if they're not business, right. You you don't need to keep any personal expenses if you're not uh, receipts, if you're not taking them as a deduction on the business side. Of course not. I don't need to keep the receipts. Okay, but as far as business expenses, just keep all of your receipts. I usually right, I do. Like pe- yes. What are your thoughts about the scanner, the neat scanner, or scanning your receipts? Well, I digitize everything and shred, so I don't have any paper at all in my office of any kind um, from a client or, that I retain. So I like uh, to get a a. a, a quick scanner, even on your phone, though, even, even not even to get the neat scanner. I, some clients use those, and it's pretty involved with software, and a lot of clients won't wind up not using it for all that functionality. Like Google Drive, for example, on your phone, if you have a Gmail account, you can, it has a beautiful high-res scanning program built into it now that will let you scan anything, quickly name it, and then it'll save it, and then you can move it to a folder later. So I'm doing that all, all the time. Oh, that sounds use good. Your, so it's called GoogleDrive.com? I'm sorry, go ahead. It's called Google Drive? Yeah, Google Drive is a – Google has, an, has applications online similar to Microsoft Office. I use it every day. I, I migrate customers to this, um, and anyone can use it. It's, um, it's online storage similar to Dropbox. People know Dropbox very well. But on top of that, it has – it has applications, so you can do documents in it, spreadsheets, things like that. It's fantastic. Oh, that's perfect. And one of the things, okay, good. And it I'm going to look it, into that. Use, that's a, oh, a great I, Again, tip. if you, anyone writes to me, I can send them a lot of information on understanding Google Drive and how to use it to make your business more successful. It's one of the best tools I use every day. Wonderful. Okay, we're going to take a quick break right now, and we'll be right back with five incredible business tips by Chris Wallen. So hang with us, everyone. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. 
Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to heartfilledholidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. We're on our last segment of Paying It Forward. We have Chris Wellen with us. And um, Chris, can you do me a favor and can you just let my listeners know how they can reach out to you um, in case they have any questions and, you know, share with us your social media, your website. Sure. My, my website is simply Chris Whalen CPA. That's W-H-A-L-E-N-C-P-A dot com. Uh, they can learn all about me and also can easily contact me there. Um, my um, my Twitter is at Chris Whalen CPA, of course, and uh, just like the rest, my email is Chris Whalen CPA at gmail dot com. Um, my direct line they also could call me on is seven three two six seven three zero five one zero. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that information. And I know, Chris, we had spoken about possibly doing a part two because I knew that this hour was going to go so quickly. Are you up for a part two, Chris? I'm ready, Josephine. (laughs) All right. Well, that sounds wonderful. So if anybody has any specific questions they'd like us to talk about on our next show, I mean, we might even try to have the next show air next week. Um, December 10th. So um, if you have any questions, feel free to um, email me directly at josephine at payingitforwardradio.com. Okay, with that, let's move on to your first business tip um, is be the best at what you do. Tell us about that, Chris. 
Well, it's it's very very simple. Whether you're selling ping pong balls, making muffins, you you have to you have to make sure you're that you're trying to be the best at what you do. Um, quality is is always the best selling point when even no words are spoken. So uh, people don't spend enough time knowing their product, knowing themselves, being the best professionally they can. So you must be the best at what you do to be successful. I really believe that. Number one. Okay, great. How about number two, genuinely care about your clients and staff? I believe this so much, Uh, but I I see, I can hear your passion, how much you really do genuinely care. Tell us about that. Well, you, I, I have a lot of people who are technically great, who are the best at what they do, but your, if, if your heart's not in it for your client and the service and bettering other people with what your expertise is, then you really should find something else to do. There's no way that you could be truly effective without being emotionally invested in the lives of your customers. And so I, I urge people to really self-observe. I, I meet a lot of people who are very good at what they do, but number two is missing, and they're doing a disservice to everybody. You, you need to have a true passion for servicing and taking care of people above making money um, as, or, or else you really can't be successful and your clients are, not, are never going to be served properly. I really believe that. And even when it comes to staff, don't you agree, Chris, that the better you treat your staff, the more loyal they'll be and they'll never want to leave? Which is a win-win situation, especially for small business owners. It's so important to have a solid foundation as far as employees who have your back, who genuinely have your back and want to see you succeed. There's, there's so much bad management style out there that I really work on with clients. So, for example, um, human resources is so significant Mistakes are made with it. So, for example, I never give my, my staff deadlines. I have the deadlines. I understand what my clients can do. If I'm consistently having trouble with, with, a, with, a, with a, an employee, it's partly or mostly my fault. I need to understand them. And are they being paid what they should be paid for their output? So, yes, you, you have to, just like your clients, I, I have to genuinely care about the well-being of these people coming to my office every day, who are working, trying to make a living. Now, I have to understand, though, and this is a big mistake entrepreneurs make, they do not and cannot have the same level of passion and care that I will have. That will never happen. And I see so many entrepreneurs being let down, having arguments with people when they see that people don't share their level of commitment, but it's unrealistic. So be realistic about what their level of commitment should be. Be realistic about what their true um, talents are. And and, and, and work within that to have a, har- a harmonious office. My, my staff likes to come to work. There's no stress there. We're working together. We're partnering. Um, so I, I don't want to go on too long about that, but it's such a significant thing that I work on with clients. Well, I believe in it so much because, you know, like I said before, if you feel that you are running your business and you have your employees who have your back, it just – completely clears your head. They're doing the best that they can do for you and for your business. And it allows you to move forward with a clear mind. And And, and eliminate, uh, personally and in business, very important. Think about eliminating judgmental language in your discourse with your staff. 
And it, it, it might sound a little, you know, some psychobabble, but it's not. Remember that your people are very judgmental when they're interacting with staff, and it's very destructive, and it's bullying. So really observe how you're talking to people, and, and um, you, you, you'll be surprised how often you're, you're, you're using judgments and using judgmental language and trying to get your staff to do what they want to do. And, and that only breeds contempt for you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're so you're so right. I remember years ago, you know, I managed probably like 15 people in my prior life, as I call it. And, mm. you know, when I first met my husband, he came, he came to the office and he couldn't believe he said, I can't believe these young girls, you know, it was a Friday night and I needed to get something done. And I, they knew it needed to get done. And I, I didn't even want to put them out or say, you know, can you help me? And they all jumped in and said, don't worry, Josephine, we'll do it. Everything's fine. We'll stay. We don't. And I was like, no, 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 you guys go out and have fun. And they were like, absolutely not. We'll stay. My husband's looking at me and he said that had a lot to do with him wanting to marry me because he could not believe these people wanted to work with me and work really hard to get the job done. And I, I did what you said, you know, I treated them as as partners we were all in it together and it wasn't because i was you know managing them that didn't matter to me we were all on the same level so i agree with you super important to treat your clients and your staff really well okay agree. let's move on okay go ahead do you want to say something chris no no i agree with you i agree with you great okay so now we'll go to business tip number three answer your phone that makes me laugh, Chris, because with email, <laughs> the phones really rarely ring. It's so funny, unless I guess you're in a service business. You know, Glovies is completely different, but answer your phone. Tell us about that. Well, even with like a Glovies issue, when something comes up, if you, you know, a lot of times the phone rings because people have a problem and they need your help. So I urge people to, well, and answer your own phone. I, I have a nice-sized business, but the, my phone rings for me. I answer it. No one says, hold on for Mr. Whalen. You know, my clients want to get me directly, so I let them. So that's really the, the overall feeling here is, is let clients, clients, the more they feel they have direct contact with you, the owner, the more taken care of they feel, especially when there's a crisis or a fire to put out. So that, that's really the, the stressing point there is that you need to be accessible directly People expect it, especially in a professional environment. Okay, great. I, and I agree with you. I love the fact that you just answer your phone directly because it's giving a positive message to your clients because as business owners, we don't have the extra two or three minutes to just hold and wait. And it, it's just... I, I think easy access is super important, so I like that. And, and, and along with that, I don't like voicemail. That's part of my putting fires out. I answer my phone. So, for example, let's say I'm in a meeting with you and my phone rings. The first time you're with me and I do that and I answer it, you, 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 you will look at me as if I've just totally disrespected you. But then when, uh, you know, when you know it was you, the, so I have a community of clients that understand I don't want to waste time. If I can get you on the phone and help you out for a minute or two, it saves us tons of time. So that's why I always answer my phone, unless I'm in a meeting or a deposition or something doing with something with court, for example. So 
I want to answer my phone. I eliminate voicemail. I get very few voicemails because, and that helps me to save so much time. So I don't, I, I talk to my clients about my philosophy that if I'm, remember that you called me yesterday and I was sitting in a meeting and of course those clients totally understood and they, 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 they're on board. So people really like that. It's a little non-traditional and odd to pick up the phone, but it saves everybody time. Does that make sense? Yeah, this is perfect. Wonderful. Okay, with less than three minutes, we're going to go quickly here. So business tip number four, cultivate your base. Tell us right. about happy that. Cu- happy customers. Happy customers are one of your best sources of new customers. It's, uh, so uh, people don't spend enough time to talking to their client bases, understanding them, using them as a referral source. So let's, not ta- let's take a professional example. A lot of professionals come to me and say, people aren't referring me. And it's not just enough that you did a good job. That's expected. So remember, your customers don't know how to refer you. Maybe they don't understand. It's a different world for them. We're entrepreneurs. I do it all day. So you really need to talk to your clients. Like a, a quick tip I do when I, when I give clients invoices, sometimes I say, listen, I really don't market or spend a lot of time. So I'm working for you hundred percent of the time. So I expect you to pay me the dollars I'm billing you, but also I need two business clients a year from you. Oh, good. So when I send, yeah. them, I send them a statement, I say, you owe me a thousand dollars and you owe me one more business client. <laughs> That's so funny, but it's smart. Very good. We're going to move right along to our business tip number five. Influencers are your best source of referrals. Right. I can have, I can market as much as I can, but if I have one attorney that really likes me and he can, he can give me four or five clients a month. So people don't spend enough time understanding influencers, how to get them to emotionally be involved and have integrity to refer you when necessary. And that's another whole, that's a four-hour lecture, believe me, on I do. Understanding your influence. <laughs> well, your maybe that's the topic important. of our next show. But mm. with that, I can't believe our show has come to an end. But Chris Whalen, I want to thank you so much for being a part of Paying It Forward. Thank you, Joe. Thank you so much. And everyone, have a wonderful, productive week. And I'll see you next week on Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Tarasi on Toginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons learned, both good and bad, and sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. And for more great ideas, information, tools, tips, and tricks in life and in business, join us next week for more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com.